welcome to the Windy City Benders Podcast, presented by Beer League Talk, with your hosts, Noe, Poetsy, Jerem, and Tanner. Emmy. All right, hello everybody, and welcome into episode 55 of the Windy City Bender Podcast. And you heard that right, presented by Beer League Talk. Super, super freaking excited about that. So freaking excited. So freaking excited! Uh, as you heard in the intro, uh, as per usual, we've got Noli. Hey. I was yes, just saying, you're going to say something for the get people that are just yeah. listening? <laughs> no, it's uh, all right. We've got Jerem. Hey, what's going on? And the, uh, the late added, we've got Tanner. Uh, officially added, by the way, as well as the Beer League Talk. Um, <laughs> not a big deal. Sorry, I'm gonna take a sip out of my beer. All right, so episode 55, (laughs) aka the Daze, aka your 2002 All Star MVP. Uh huh. Uh, The man that can't close his mouth. So, wide open all the time. Can't close. Okay. Um. So, uh, it's round two. Uh, in the NHL playoffs, we're going to get to that in a second. But uh, I officially know nothing about hockey. I give up. I know nothing. You did and the best out of all of us. What do you mean you give up? <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? Also, let's mention the fact that we're recording this in the middle of Dallas and St. Louis right now, and it's 1-1. So we have no idea who's winning this game. Columbus just lost, but first round's over, and – the NHL did a second round bracket because so many brackets were fucked. So no one has a clue what the fuck is going on. Yeah. What is happening? <laughs> I don't know. So yeah, so 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 playing I've been crying for the past three days. Yeah, so my eyes look red. <laughs> Uh, before we get into all the playoffs and everything like that, uh, we do have um, a special guest on today uh, from Beer League Talk, Nick Fleehart. He's just going to kind of give you guys a, a bit of a, an intro as to what Beer League Talk is, uh, what they're all about, and kind of a little background on himself as well. So uh, that'll be super cool. Uh, but as for usual, starting out with a little Hawks Talk. Hawks. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> So, not too much happening, especially with the Hawks, obviously, out of the playoffs and everything like that. But one pretty cool thing did happen, uh, I believe it was uh, yesterday? Yesterday? Today? Today. Today, yeah. Well, it depends when you're listening to this. Yeah, on Thursday. On Thursday, it happened. Uh, Patrick Kane was nominated for the Ted Lindsay Award, which I think is pretty awesome uh, because that's voted on by the players. So, uh Best uh, or most outstanding player in the yeah. league, I think, is actually it's, it's basically MVP player, voted by the yeah, players by the National Hockey Player or National Hockey League Players Association. Jesus, <laughs> holy cow! Fucking man. have another one, bud. <laughs> Going at it again, huh? <laughs> Jesus age. Um, uh, to get uh, nominated by that though, because I mean, there were so many players in in the league this year that could. <laughs> well be MVP type caliber players. So it's cool to have uh, other players in the league nominate him. You know? Uh, Definitely deserved. 
Yeah, I mean, looking at it, he definitely deserved it. 110 points basically was the reason that the Hawks had somewhat of a chance of making the playoffs this year. Just lit it up even when the Hawks weren't looking great. Just went on another unreal point streak. Um, Yeah, I mean, he's the fucking man. Fucking right, Chicago! Let's fucking go! He is going up against McDavid and Kucherov for this award, so the the chances of him actually winning the Ted Lindsay Award I, are, are pretty slim since they don't count the postseason. I think yeah, I got to – I got well, I mean, only one of those were in the point, postseason. Yeah, he they, only had, what, one point? Yeah. But barely, barely in the postseason. Three games. Yeah. Four. Hey, uh, oh, I no, mean, you're right. I texted – My bad. Sorry. No, three. I know. I know. I fucking corrected myself as soon as I said it. I also just want to point out the fact that he has um, where they're like, do you feel sorry for what you did? He's like, no. <laughs> no. Fucking Russians, man. I learned nothing. Um, I learned nothing. I, learned I mean, nothing. going up against Cooch and McDavid, uh, I mean, you'd think he wouldn't have that great of a shot, but I mean, I'd put him ahead of Cooch for sure just because that team is fucking stacked. Like, I mean, yeah, he's a great player and like he did a lot for that team, but you take Kane off the, the Hawks and – they are not what they are. That so I mean the only other one would be McDavid. I would say that you put ahead of him. I'd say Cooch is third, in my opinion, on what the players would be saying. I think just because Kucherov went off this year and had as many points as he did, uh, and was just as dynamic as he was, I think that he's probably gonna end up winning that. He's probably gonna end up winning the Hart Ross trophy. Or not the, he did uh, win the Hart Ross. Yeah. Ted Lindsay. Yeah. Um, so I'm I mean, I think he's, he broke the record for most points by a Russian-born player in a regular in one season. So, I mean, what he did was special, and you can't really take away from the fact that he was on a powerhouse of a team. Because, yeah. um, you know what, regardless of how good everybody was around him, I mean, he was an unreal. Yeah. I'm just going to say, like, Kutrov only tied his team in points. Kaner just de- absolutely demolished the Blackhawks in points. <laughs> they only had, what, like 80-some points, and Kane had 110. I'm just saying, like, if we're going off of points based off of the team, Kaner, for sure. So I've, I, I was thinking about this. Um, does winning this award this year, you know, mean a little bit more because of Ted Lindsay passing? I think it might. I mean, it does mean a little bit more to whoever wins it. I mean, it, I, I it gives it like a little extra meeting, uh, you know, like this year, just because this is the first year that he's <coughs> to see who wins it. Um, I don't know that it gives any added special meaning legacy to, to the war. Yeah, I was just want, I was saying more for like this year, just because you know it's yeah. kind of a cool honor to be winning it after he he we lost him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That makes sense. So, um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I don't think that he's going to win. And I actually, I, I think it's probably going to end up with Gooch. You know, we'll see. It's still nice to have a, a Blackhawk after the, you know, up and down year that they had I actually get nominated for something like this. So, who'd have thunk it? So, um, but yeah, other than that, really nothing else going on can, uh, else going on in uh, Hawkland. Um, Let's recap that uh, that first round because there were a couple doozy game sevens. Um, coach, real quick, I want to point out the fact that Don Granado also stepped uh, down as assistant coach. 
for the Blackhawks. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did that this morning, didn't he? That that did happen as well. Yeah, and that's that's the rest of the news. Like that was it. They that is stock. Parted ways. It's so okay. they really. So our chances of getting Cammy in pretty low now. <laughs> <laughs> but there, I think, we'll, I think we'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's real quick um, about the fact that not a single division winner made it past the first round. And what? Yikes. <laughs> and what? Exactly. <laughs> and what? Exactly. First that, time and in that, professional sports history that that's ever happened. And no, I mean, that kind of goes along with obviously that the two leaders of the, each conference got knocked out first round too. And one, one win between the two teams. One. Incredible. Yep. The fact that it's the first time in in like the way the playoffs are made up that both eighth seeded teams have made it past the first round, let alone the seventh seeded teams have made it past the first round as well. To just happen at the same time and then just the whole fuck you and all of your shit that you think is gonna happen in hockey, but how amazing is this parody is ridiculous. It's, it's so frustrating because I think I know what I'm talking about. I like hockey. I watch hockey. I like to think I know hockey and then this shit happens mm-hmm. and I realize I don't know anything about anything. So how much but... we, so how much we actually know about hockey? Here's a quick rundown of our standings after round one. <laughs> no, please don't. About it. Tanner, please don't. Tanner, Tanner is a, is a two for six. Boats is three for five. Islanders, baby. Boats is three and five. And me and Noli are tied for a respectable one and seven. Yeah, number one. Number one. So, I mean, looking at it, like, yeah. Wait, which series did you get right? St. Louis. The Blues. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, fuck the Jets. Um, No, I like I, – like, it's so frustrating because it's like I want to pick a bracket and like think I know what I'm talking about, but at the same time, it's so awesome that this could happen. And it's like, what other sport is that going to happen? And, yeah. and it's like, who the fuck is going to win the cup now? Like the last champion, the out of all the teams left in the playoffs, the last champion was the Boston Bruins in 2011. So we're going to have a new champion that hasn't been around in a while, which is awesome. I tweeted it out. The the chances of it being like a, a conference final of like the Kings and the Blue Jackets are very real, or like the Blues and the uh, and the Avalanche, and like have it be like a Blues Carolina Stanley Cup final. Like, can you imagine? Like, as entertaining as that is, from just like a, a pure like fan base, like two teams that like nobody really cares about are going for the cup and like it that's crazy to me but from nbc's standpoint they're looking for somebody that they could really sell the game it's, to and like, it's carolina edmonton <laughs> all over again want it to be. well that's when you realize that the hawks sneak into the playoffs at this point <laughs> <laughs> and, and they take over the like dallas place <laughs> they're just they're also tied one to one with St. Louis because that's a way better series than the fucking Dallas Stars. Yeah. Um, also, three the three teams from the Central are in 
Yeah. The final four of the of the West or whatever. So that's goes yeah. straight out. Uh, Central is. Yeah, people were writing them off this year, saying that the East, every team in the East, is a wagon. But I mean, yeah. Central's fucking damn good still, except well, for that fucking scrub Roman Polak, that piece of shit. Also, those wagons are done. Fucking Washington yeah. and Tampa. Yeah. Uh, those wagons only had two wheels. Don't you? Need, you need three wheels to be a wagon, bro. Don't uh, you need four? Yeah, don't you need four? <laughs> you guys know how a wagon works? Yeah, those are called wheelbarrows with three wheels. No, that's tricycle. one wheel. <laughs> Still dumb. <laughs> it's a tricycle. Hit him with the mute. Wait, wait who? I'm stat who? guy. Let me look up fucking wagons. <laughs> there's, there's four wheels. The dumb, play the, the stupidity, Trail? the stupidity on the show right now. Yeah, this is what Google. we get for recording. How many at 10 wheels at night. do you need to have a wagon? Wagoon. Um, Let's talk game seven. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go in backwards order. So we hit uh, the Maple Leafs last and we can have a good cry over it. Um, let's start with the uh, Canes and Capitals that happened uh, last night. Holy cow. Capitals came out buzzing. Absolutely buzzing. I thought they were going to blow the roof off that joint and Canes didn't fucking stand a chance. No. I mean, it took, what, a minute and a half for uh, for the Capitals to score in that game. And I, it was Andre Burkowski just being an absolute bulldozer. Yeah. Keep going. What's happening? I'm figuring out. Keep going, guys. Okay. Uh, it was Andre Burkowski being an absolute bulldozer on that strip. I mean, he threw somebody against the boards. Uh, I forgot what uh, hurricane it was, but he coughed up the puck and Burkowski took it right back, held on to it for an extra two seconds, got everybody to fall down, and moved on. Made yeah, it worse, and that place went insane. That was an unreal goal. Yeah, just Bardowski, not a big deal. Like, hey, how are you? Um, welcome to the show, kid. He's a he started to be a big game seven guy. He had a big game seven against Tampa last year, two goals. Yeah, I mean they that's the thing about Washington. They have so so much depth. They really do that anybody can step up at any fucking moment. And too bad uh Mr. Game Seven wasn't on their side this this year. Yeah. Well, how much did it hurt Washington? Do you guys think that uh TJ Oshi was not a part of that lineup? For the last uh, couple games, that's pretty big, big time. He's a he's a big he's a huge gamer. Honestly, like he he's a mule. He can do fucking everything. And he, he was can, playing really well. Yeah, he was. And I don't know. <clears throat> it's kind of a joke that whole play. I don't know. It's a dangerous play. I feel bad for the guy, but uh, yeah, yeah that's that's a huge loss. Did you guys see Oshie's tweet last night after the game was over? No. No broke my heart he uh, tweeted out he was like it's always tough to end your season early but it's even tougher when you can't even be there with the boys on the ice i was like jesus uh but that's the tough part like i always look at Oshi as like being you know, such a skilled guy but he's got the big body too he's like a, he's, he's basically like a more skilled tom wilson and like tom wilson's disgusting he's really good at what he does 
and like TJ Oshie has like the hands and the speed to like do that kind of shit, but he still has that size that like they both have the same like I feel like they both have the same body build. They just use it in two different ways. Yeah. Yeah, he crazy to have like two different kinds of players that like are basically the same person and use them like that. Like Yeah, because you got Oshi, like we said before, just kicking Justin Williams' stick just to get some more space. Like, yeah. who's going to think of that? Unreal. I did see a funny tweet last <laughs> night. They were like, if this goes to after the second overtime's over and no, nobody's winning, the lights are going to go black, music's going to start playing, TG Oshi's going to come out and score in a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> score in a shootout. <laughs> That's TJ Oshi's music. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a real American like- <laughs> blasting in the background. I was gonna say glass breaks. It's the parents <laughs> That's TJ Oshi coming out of the fucking fans. Oshi three sixteen. <laughs> um, you got to give credit where credits due, though. Carolina very easily could have just said, "Well, that was fun while it lasted." Yeah, but they battled hard. They came. They came back in that game. They went down two nothing. Made it two to one, which was interesting, and that's a goal that Braden Holpe is going to want back, and that's going to haunt him for a while because if he makes that, mm, save. That saying is the worst saying of all time. What goalie wouldn't want any goal that they let him back? Well, that's that's true. Oh, hey, hey, that you're going to want that one back, but the six other ones you let up, you you, you're not worried about those ones. Like, I'll tell you what, like the like seven hundred goals that I let in, I'm going to want back because otherwise I'll be in the show right now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. But what Um, is that's going to that one's going to keep him up? He it's a looper right into his glove, and he just caught right back up to the middle. Can't happen. Yeah. He's got a um, Stanley Cup ring anyway, so yeah, the ring got in the way. He was probably wearing it under his glove. Yeah. No, yeah, that's wait, the problem. Wait. It was it hit the off down. the ring in his glove, and that's yeah. why it was a yeah, makes sense. Caught cleanly, it was just yeah. a, a rebound. Yeah, nice little ground ball. Uh, <laughs> um, so I mean, like you said, like good for the Canes for coming back, and I mean they they've got some guys on there. They've got some veterans on there that have been there before. I mean, you got Jordan Stahl, who's got a cup from Pittsburgh. He fucking showed up big time when they needed him to. Justin Williams, Mr. Game no. 7, always fucking shows up. He's got three cups, just won one last year. Most Taco Tuesday. Points. Yeah, and I think he's only lost, what, one Game 7 in his what? career? Yeah, um, Yeah, that's unreal. And then you got fucking Taco Tuesday, Tavo Teravainen, uh, Stanley Cup champion with the Chicago Blackhawks. Ever heard of him? Um, uh, TVR, by the way, as well. TVR. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, Tavo scored um, some timely goals this series too. I mean, it's just they they're getting depth where they need it, and they're getting that leadership from the guys. And they're and then you got you got Rod the Bod leading the way. How do you not fucking sacrifice everything you've got when you got Rod the Bod, Rod the Bod screaming at you in twenty four seven? I would run through a goddamn glass door for Rod the Bod. Are you fucking kidding me? Not a brick wall? His, his no, brain, uh, because I want the glass to fall on me and cut me. <laughs> just to let him know that I am here for you. <laughs> Did you guys hear his uh, his pregame interview before game seven? No. They were like, what, uh, have you guys been planning? Uh, you know, what, What's your guys' game plan for... For this game seven, you know, have you guys been doing anything differently? And he was like, "No, we have Mr. Game Seven, so." 
and it ain't fucking working. Right. <laughs> he got the apple. Yeah. So he did. Right. Apple. He did. So they're gonna go off and they're gonna play. Uh, they're gonna play the Islanders next round. So uh, they're all over Washington in that overtime, like. Oh my yeah, god! They were they're out shooting them like ten to two halfway through the first overtime. Like it's well, just yeah, no, like the fucking Capitals didn't even have a shot until like like fifteen minutes into the fucking first like overtime. Like it was ridiculous. I think they ran yeah. out of gas. That really makes you wonder. Like you know, everybody talks about oh, he played so much hockey over the past like two years. You know, is it going to catch up with you? If even if they got past uh, the Hurricanes, it didn't even look like they were going to have gas to go much longer. Yeah. Like yeah. they looked fucking just exhausted. Yeah, they did. Especially against a well-rested uh, Islanders team. Yeah, who's no being kidding. led by your former coach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck, that would have been insane. I forgot about that. Yeah, that would have been nuts. Um, let's talk about probably the most controversial game seven. <sighs> yeah, San Jose, Vegas. Um, incredible that it went to game seven in the first place. San Jose was virtually dead in the water. Yep. They <laughs> nice. Thank you. Thank <laughs> Sharks you. dead in the water. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you said that hey, nice because I never would have caught that. Yeah. Um, and just out of nowhere, they win one game at home game five, make it three to two. And all of a sudden it's possible. Marty Jones finally, comes out of nowhere, stands on his head in game six, makes almost 60 saves. Yeah, unreal. They win in double overtime, a brutal goal by Mark andre Fleury. I don't know what the hell happened there. I think he got tipped. Stack guy, stack guy real quick. So, most saves in franchise playoff history, Jones with 58. The other three goalies to get 50-plus saves in San Jose history, you want to take a guess of who they are? If getting to back off. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Actually, that's right. <laughs> I know it's right. <laughs> uh, just two other ones. Um, I don't remember the other two. Anti-Niemi. Niemi? Um, oh. No. Um, I'm trying to think Keep of other goaltenders played. What would you say? Miko Kripasov? No. I don't think Kipper ever played in the playoffs. But, I mean, I'm pretty sure this one's Finnish. There's one that's Finnish. Well, why don't you finish your thought and just tell us? Ha. Uh, <laughs> it, Vesa Toscala. Oh, yeah, Toscala. Yeah. Yeah, the Civ himself. Yeah. And who's the other one? <laughs> He's just going to stop. <laughs> he was from 98. That's <laughs> up. Well, two out of three is fine by me, I guess. His name's Wade. <laughs> Wade something. Oh, stack oh. guy. Yeah, who knows? Um, Wade Flaherty? Thoughts over, Tanner. Yeah, that's. I mean, if I'm right, <laughs> I'm fucking right. That's all I'm saying. Look it up. Um, Give me a second. Go ahead. <laughs> so, winning game uh, game six and double overtime, a shorty, no less. Place is buzzing. Or the locker room is buzzing, at least. Uh, and game Going six, back home. Yeah, game seven in the Shark Tank. Uh, Vegas comes out and scores the first goal. I thought as soon as they scored that first goal, I thought it, it was, was done. Was it. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to be Vegas all the way. And then they went up 2 nothing, and then they went up 3 nothing in the third. And then it happened. Which, which it shouldn't have. 
Oh, um, yeah, that second goal was a high stick by... Uh, yeah, Cody Eakin. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a high stick. They reviewed it, and they I guess it was... They didn't have enough evidence to turn it over, but, I mean, you can tell that thing. That there was a high stick. Yeah, but it's that stupid rule that it's if it's called a goal on the ice, you know, it has to be circumstantial evidence to, to overturn. Um, yeah. But Cody Eakin, again, he wasn't done right off the faceoff. He went and he gave him, he gave Pavelski a nice little cross check. It, it wasn't awful. I, it's barely a two minute penalty. It's barely a two minute that penalty. That's not even a two minute penalty. That is nah, not, it's, that that's is, a two minute penalty. I mean, he cross checked the guy. Playoff he, hockey, that is not did, a two minute penalty. Did he, did he cross check a guy? He did. But that's a penalty. I get it. He, that's a penalty. The thing is, this is what gets me. He cross-checks the guy. Stastny comes inside, swipes him on accident, incidental contact. Pavelski goes down. He's bleeding. There's no penalty on the play right now. There's no delay of penalty, anything like that. The refs realize that he's bleeding, and he's he's still down. Then they decide to bring Eakin to the box, and then they, they see he's still down, and then they decide to toss him. That's fucked up. It's you can't. Sure. You Bullshit. cannot... You cannot make calls based off of players being injured. If there's no penalty on the play originally, you can't just bring in a five-minute and a game. You can't do that. And did you no. hear that their original thing that they said to um, – I always fuck up the coach's name. Uh, Gallant. Gallant. Yeah. He, that they said that, oh, he high-sticked him. Yeah, yeah they said he cross-checked him in the face. No. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, no, it, It's like it, you don't want to add more reviews <laughs> – to place but a lot of people are saying if it's going to be a five between it if you're trying to decide between a two and a five you should be able to review yes. it but i don't want to add reviews but I if it's going to be like that then you have to that's a big situation if you're a referee in that game and at that point in time i know it's a three nothing game for vegas and it seems like it's done but in order to give a team a five minute power play and not only that the sharks who have one of the best power plays even though they were what oh for three before the game or going Throughout that re- earlier in that game, but like still that that power play, and you know if they score one, I that place is gonna be jumping. That place, that that play, the penalty, it has to be egregious. It has to be like the Kadri hit. You know, that's a five minute major and a penalty. Hundred percent. I mean, something that was like, intent to injure. Hundred percent. Eakin was not trying to hurt Pavelski whatsoever. That's no, a play. But- that's a play that happens every single fucking face off. Like. Yeah. There, as, it happened in Game as, Seven against the Hurricanes though, and Capitals. As an official, though, like you, you see that happen in real time. No one really catches it. The players are going fucking bananas. The guy is literally laying on the ice with its head bleeding. And but that's what I'm saying, though. There's no way that you could just out of nowhere call that just a five minute major. If you're you can't. No, I'm only saying that like it's it makes sense with like real time. That's what the yeah. officials did because like, what are they supposed to think? Like, they give him a two then. Slow motion, fucking penalty kill. It would make like, kind of shit. Like, you can't. Have, the the refs can't make calls because the players are bitching. Like, then what is it? You're just gonna start calling everything, and everybody's gonna start bitching. If and anything, the reason why the I I, I don't buy into the, anyway. The reason I don't buy into the real time. Oh, they made a real time call. Is what we said earlier. They didn't call a penalty on that initially. They didn't call a penalty until they realized that he was hurt and on the on the ice. And it's not like it was behind the play. The faceoff just happened, and everybody's watching the play happen. Like, and not only that, 
The NHL just reached out to the Vegas Golden Knights and apologized for them calling the penalty. Like, obviously, they fucked up, and they know it. Mm-hmm. And none of those refs are refing in, in round two. So. I was going to say, if, if your excuse as that referee is to be, well, you know, it was super loud, everybody was yelling, and, you know, I didn't really see it, I didn't know what to do, so I just called a five-minute major, you're not going to ref anymore. No. You're, you're not going to be doing any games. You shouldn't be in this league. Yeah. And, and I know people. A lot of people. I know a lot of people are also saying they're like, "Oh, well, you know what? They still shouldn't have let four goals in, you know, to get them in that situation." It's a completely different situation where if it's a two-minute penalty, Vegas comes in, scores one goal, or uh, San Jose scores one goal, then it goes back to five on five. Vegas yeah, going huge. up, even if they when, got the momentum, Vegas is going to be able to stop to play a much better containment hockey five on five than they are going to be five on four with a team that's just fucking jacked. So here's here's what I'll say on on that. I I am kind of on on that wagon, that bandwagon of if if you can't give up four power play goals on a five minute major. I understand that it's a totally different situation. The crowd is rocking. I get it. I understand that it's hard. You can't give up four goals. I honestly, for that, I blame Gerard Gallant. You have to call a timeout after that second goal. You have oh, to. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. So, so the thing is, I. I get you can't let in four goals on a five-minute power play, but you have to read the situation. Playoffs is all about momentum, and it's all about energy. One, They get six seconds in, Logan Couture scores and points to the bench and says, that's one. It's game over. Oh, yeah. that's they, fucking one. Yeah, Let's he was, fucking go. You see how fucking eat, like how much emotion he had into that celebration pointed at the bench and how much they – surrounded Pavelski when he was down there there was no stopping them they put the second goal in I texted you guys I was like game's over like it's done oh yeah oh I fucking called the third you can one you can know Couture's stick I was like oh that's fucking bingo number three right there and like, like and, and like Jerem said like, like if they score six seconds into a two-minute power play like yeah that place is gonna be buzzing Couture's gonna be excited he's probably does the same Selly but then they go back and it's five on five and Vegas is controlling the play every five on five like yeah. throughout the whole five on five game, like it's just, it's a completely it different. Changes it's the whole game. Yeah, it's it completely the whole different. Game. It does, it does, but it helps if your coach calls a timeout in that situation because it diffuses that pressure that's going on right now. You get to regroup. You get to throw your best penalty killers out there and say, "Listen, we gave up two goals. Everybody relax. Stop running around. Kill off the next two and a half, three minutes of this penalty, and we're going to win this hockey game." Yeah, but I mean. Even that's, if you call a timeout, yeah, that's definitely going to slow the play down. But that place is fucking rocking, and the Sharks are relentless at that point. Like a timeout's just going to give them more time, uh, more time for their power play to calm down, and more time for them to drop another play for the next faceoff. I would rather take my chances at taking that. Time no, hundred percent. Yeah, rather than not doing anything with it and just shitting my pants. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I agree, but I'm timeout. just saying, like, yeah. they could still easily pop those two back in after the timeout. It shouldn't the main I think the main thing here though, it's like, yeah, they should have called the timeout, but at the same time, they shouldn't be in that situation where that's necessary. Yeah. Um, most exciting fucking playoff hockey right there. Of was, the, oh my god. For Absolutely sure. insane. And and I missed uh, it. Sharks Sharks take the lead and Vegas puts out six forwards. They didn't have a single defenseman out there. They oh. put six forwards out there and it fucking works, dude. That's going to be nuts. Teams are going to start doing that and it's going to be exciting. They fucking tie the game up and we get overtime, baby. Game seven. My favorite thing is the fact that it's Jonathan Marcheseau who was given to Vegas to take Riley Smith. Like, 
that's insane. Like you're you you're literally tying of the most prime game in your fucking like entire franchise at this point with a player that was given to you to take someone else <laughs> they, because they did they want to get rid of somebody else it's like it's like how do you just do that and like when you also see the way that this first round went down it's like how are you really valuing these players like it's crazy like <laughs> yeah it's it's funny too because vegas like they just played an all-around team game they looked a lot better this year than they did last year they got knocked out in the first round but i mean that team's gonna be good for a while, man. That they've got two first lines: that Stone, um, oh, uh, Pacioretty, yeah. and uh, Stastny line is just unbelievable. Stone, when he scores, it gets me going. Like holy fuck, he gets excited. Is your is your PP a little bit fucking wiggling off? Yeah, there's a little little wiggle in there. Also, by the way, Wade Flaherty, like I was saying, was really. <laughs> Not even wrong. Called it out. That guy. Bam, baby. <laughs> Happy for you, Tanner. Um, something pretty cool before we move on uh, that I thought just kind of thinking about it. After Pavelski gets hurt, you know, obviously he's one of their top guys. Kevin LeBanc gets four points yeah. in that one power play. Not necessarily the guy that they're supposed to be looking for to get points. You know, Logan Courtreur, yeah, he for two goals out of that but Carlson had a couple points shout out to Kevin LeBanc mm -hmm. and the guy who wins the game for San Jose Barkley Goudreau you know not the guy that you think is going to end up winning the game for the Sharks right. so they're also getting that depth they're also getting that secondary and thirdary tertiary scoring <laughs> thank you thank you tertiary <laughs> It took me a second. It's ten thirty at night. Leave me alone. Oh yeah. Also, uh, before before we move on, I think it goes without saying. As much as we disagree, we kind of disagree with that penalty call and all that. Fucking, we hope Pavelski's okay. Yes. We nobody yeah. here. Yeah. It's so guys. Captain America, man, you gotta yeah. fucking root for him. You know. It's terrifying it, how much blood was coming yeah. out of his helmet. It's just, it's so it, it was coming out of the top of his helmet too. Like that was I. I didn't understand how. <laughs> yeah. I think it said they said something. The helmet cracked or something. Yeah. No. Yeah, fucked up. I told you. I was telling you guys. It's a. It's one of those compression cuts where, where he hit it, it was so hard. It. It's like the skin like gets so twisted that it ends up cutting. It takes on so much pressure that it just tears. But it's not like oh, like oh, like this is really dangerous breaking kind of shit. Right. It's like the only thing that can like tear at that point is the skin being twisted so hard. Okay. It's a tough look for whatever helmet company he was wearing. Warrior. Warrior. I watched. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was Warrior. Yeah. Up. Okay, yeah. last buckets in the league, too. Last last thing before Warrior we move on. breaking right now because that's a rough look. That's like a fucking Zion Williamson. Fucking yeah. Um, last last thing before we move on. I just looked up to see if there was any update on his status. Um, yeah, it says he's on Pavelski unli unlikely to play in game one. No fucking shit. Yeah. At game two, fucking like protocol yeah. going on. Yeah. All right. No way you don't fucking do concussion protocol and be like, yeah, no, you're cool. You were knocked the fuck out in probably the greatest period of hockey I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like you are the catalyst of like this insane fucking comeback. 
Right. Also, I love the fact that like San Jose calls Kevin LeBanc, uh, Kevin money in LeBanc. <laughs> that is the fucking best shit. Yes. All right, Brian, you ready? Mm. Got to do it. Just rip, rip the, the band-aid. Band <laughs> <Rip the band-aid. laughs> wow. That was mean. What? What, mean? what happened? I missed it. What did he do? Something? No, we both at the same time. We said rip the band aid. Oh, <laughs> I didn't yeah. hear you. I'm sorry. Uh, and he's yeah. Got, uh, all right. Well, game seven, Toronto, Boston. Uh, a lot of hype going into this one. Toronto, obviously. Uh, really, really wanted this one just because if they don't, it's basically Capitals and Pittsburgh all over again. You know. Um, and they came out flat, 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 flat. And Freddie did not look very good in that first. Um, what do you mean they came out flat? They actually controlled the entire tempo of the game. Maybe Just I'm going the wrong game. I'm thinking of the wrong game. <laughs> when they came out flat oh, yeah a- no they came out buzzing i mean they dominated the whole i mean it was a back and forth first period but i mean they they controlled pretty much the whole tempo of the game it was just two miscues which the bruins are unbelievable at taking advantage of miscues that any team has and that's that's why they're such a good team um two defensive breakdowns uh gardner uh, Jake Gardner, apparently Matthews was calling for the puck and he dropped it, but I don't know. That's just a bad play. I mean, you got to read the situation. He drops it. And I think that was the Johansson goal comes around the net and just puts it home. Uh, I think it was Travis Dermott threw, threw it just right up the middle, even though he had space to skate it and then yeah. turned around and it went right in. I mean, it's, it's so frustrating yeah. to watch. And then you go into the second period, and they fucking dominate the Bruins. The Bruins don't even stand a chance. I mean, that it's just their play. that was their best uh, period of the series. Hundred percent. And I, I knew at that point, I was like, if they don't fucking score, they're they're done. Like they're not going to win this game. And it's just, and then you go into the third period. You know, Bruins score again. It's and I don't know. Well, the thing is, they get your hopes up a little bit because John Tavares makes it two to one. And yes. Like, Okay, here we go. All right. And it's it's John Tavares. Everybody's been like, oh, where's John Tavares? He's no no offense, no offense. Well, he's been playing a shutdown role. Of course, he's not going to produce much offense. But look what happens when, you know, you take him away from that Bergeron line that he's been defending so much and you put him out there with Ennis. He gets some open space and he puts it home. It's going to happen. Like He fucking knew he was getting that too and he hopped off the ho- – Oh, 100%. The, 100%. Ice. And it's it's so frustrating. They get – a lot of Leafs fans are bitching about penalties and – I get it. There's a lot of shit that the Bruins pull off, but that's that they they play playoff hockey and they know what they can get away with. the The Leafs get two power plays. The Bruins don't get any. The Leafs don't score on either of them. But Mike Babcock, fucking, there's anytime the puck leaves the zone, he switches the power play units. Why are you doing that? Your power play one is dominant. You have John Tavares, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, um, Morgan Riley, and fucking. Um, I can't think of the uh, John Tavar. I don't. I can't think of who the fifth one is. No, no Neilanders on the second unit. Um, <laughs> but I mean that first unit is just dominant. Why are you switch? Why are you taking them off the ice with? I mean, fifty seconds into a power play, throwing out your second unit. Who Patrick Marlowe can barely keep up with the play right now. Why is he out there? 
Well, even in the third period, fucking Tyler Ennis is their best player on the fucking ice. He's yes. all oh, named the play. He's Man, Tyler Ennis has been one of the best players on the team all season. He had been he had been a healthy scratch a lot, and he brought so much jump to that fourth line. He should not have been on the fourth line. Connor Brown, uh, 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 Willie Nylander, and the Patrick Marlowe line was garbage. Once Kadri Kadri got suspended, that that line became terrible. And when you have oh. Tyler Ennis buzzing around out there, and Freddie Gauthier is not doing anything on the fourth line, you need to move Tyler Ennis up. Yep. Mike Babcock just sticks to his role, sticks to his lines, doesn't change up the lines at all, and then just rotates his four lines. I mean, when you look at it, five-on-five five play, John Tavares had the most ice time, five-on-five five with 14 minutes, and then you look, and Patrick Marlowe had just under 12 minutes of five-on-five five time. How? Matthews have? Matthews is at 13. Ridiculous. But still, it's like... And no Nylander had 11.30. Marlowe had more ice time than Nylander. It's a line so much. Like, especially you, you're not at home. Like, you need exactly. to Exactly. You need to change things up because, like I said, look what happens when Tavares gets some space and you take him away from that Bergeron line. He gets fucking space and he's going to bury it. Like, it's just so frustrating because you can't you can't be in that Game 7 NHL playoffs against the Bruins and just roll your four lines. Not with that team. Not with Kadri suspended and out. I mean, it's just – it's not going to do anything. It's not going to work. He, Babcock got out coached. I will Dude. say – when Joel Quinville mixed up lines during the games, it was frustrating. More times it drove me. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But it I worked. At a good chunk of the time, it ended up working. Yeah. And not only that, if there's multiple times where he switched it up, knew something wasn't right, gave him about two shifts, and he switched it back. And then when they switched it back, the chemistry came back. It's like, I don't yeah. know. It was very frustrating. Like you said, it was very frustrating to watch that shit. But. It's way more frustrating watching the same thing over and over and over and over again. I mean, not to take away from the Bruins, like I said, they capitalize on yep. every opportunity that they get. And Tuca, I don't know why he gets so much hate in Boston. He was unreal that game. He was very good that game. He was. He brought it that game. Um, I want to oh. ask you, Nazem Kadri being suspended since game two. Does he get moved? No, not that. Do they win this series with him in the lineup? Because my thought process is they win that game in or that series in game six at home. I don't know if they do. Um, for some reason, clinching games in Toronto is just not something that they do. <laughs> Obviously, they don't do it in Boston either. What am I joking? Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the stack I had on for a second here. Since 1969, Boston is 6-0 in playoff series against the Leafs. Yeah, and it's the first time ever that uh, it's been three times in a row that three teams have met and it's gone to Game 7 and the same team have won all yeah. three or something like that. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's – I don't know. It's tough. I, I think they have a lot better chance, that's for sure. Because, I mean, they shut down the Berger online Game 7. They didn't do anything. It was all their key – their – they're depth guys, the Bruins, and like I said, that that line without Mar or without Kadri was garbage. Yeah, can't you also put a, a little bit of an argument that maybe him being suspended was a little bit of a help for him too, because Boston was so in his head that he might have just continued to hurt them by doing stupid shit and just taking those uh, huge penalties. It could. I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, he doesn't get game two, suspended game two. Maybe, maybe he gets suspended game three, but they win game two. Like, who knows? But, I mean, they've met back-to-back years in the first round, two game sevens. He's been suspended for more of the games than he's played in between the two series. Like, that can't happen. Can't happen. That can't happen. Mm-hmm. That's just selfish hockey. That's being a selfish player that's not caring about anybody other than yourself. It's just... You literally help your team to the playoffs two years in a row, and then you hinder them by not being a player. And that's the thing. Like he, he's so good in the regular season of keeping a cool head and being being like a Marshawn type, not as skilled as Marshawn, but being like a Marshawn where he can get into the heads of other people. But it's something about the Bruins that they just get into his head, and that's it. How about him and his tweet after uh, the Norris Trophy or nominees got announced, and he's like, you know what? I think the NHL needed to uh, take a look back at that one. Nice little nod to uh, his suspension. Yeah. For the, like for Morgan Riley. Yeah. So yeah. He's like, yeah, Morgan Riley getting snub. You know, I think the league needs to look at that one again. Yeah. I don't care. Like, whatever, dude. You you probably sent that from the fucking press box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I wish I was sitting in the press box. Fuck. Pay me to do anything, dude. I'll fucking. <laughs> I'll tweet from where the fuck you want. Yeah. At least Just, some money. Give me those four sheets. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, how about uh, Zach Hyman that comes out today? Uh, torn oh, yeah. ACL. He's been playing on it for a while. Three games. Yeah, he, I mean, three games he played with a torn ACL. Yeah, you could tell he was hurting. Um, he still played well. Yeah, he still played really well. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's another uh, game seven loss in Boston for the Maple Leafs. Boston goes on to play Columbus. They uh, started that game, uh, that series tonight uh, on Thursday night. Uh, ended up winning that one. In overtime, which moves us into our second round predictions. How are you? Nice transition. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's start with uh, Columbus and Boston, since we're already kind of on that track. What do you guys think in that series? What are your predictions? What uh... Columbus in four. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I don't know. I like I. I picked Columbus. I think they can do it. I hope they do it. I hate the Bruins. I fucking want the Bruins to lose. Yep. Um, but honestly, I think they can do it. They they had a slow start to game one. Um, I mean, they had a bunch of time off, so that's it, it's expected. The Bruins just came off a high of game seven, beating the Leafs again. Um, they're going to come out buzzing. But, I mean, they scored, what, two goals in 13 seconds to take the lead. They ended up losing in overtime. I thought they looked really good. Bob looked good. He let in what, one soft one, but... I think, I mean, they steal a game. They steal game two. They head back to Columbus. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they uh, they caught their wind. Not going to go into it too much, but I thought they caught their wind uh, in game one uh, in the second period. I think they kind of found the groove. It was almost identical to that Tampa Bay series. Yeah, they, they just need one big one big momentum swing, and they can run away with it. Yeah. Um, I mean, big I, momentum I, swing was first round. Yeah. They can keep it going. There you go. Yeah, well, they didn't. So, so yeah. So right <laughs> off, I'll read off of as we go through them. Um, Noli and Tanner both took Columbus. Potts and myself took Boston. Mm-hmm. Fucking I traitors. Think, uh, I don't think that uh, that Columbus is going to do it. I'm going to root for them too. But... Oh, I want them. I just I'm. Yeah. I gotta be. I they're going to beat Boston. That was me first round when I said Game Seven Boston, and I was like, I don't want it, but I know it's going to happen. Yeah. So. 
uh, we'll see. Game two is coming up uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, I believe on Saturday afternoon uh, is game two. So um, the other Eastern Conference series uh, that we got going on is going to be the Islanders. Who would have thought they would have made it farther than the Leafs? Sorry, Noli. Uh, and the Hurricanes. Like everyone predicted. Yeah. Uh-huh. Hey, and- you know what? John Tavares scores the, the only goal. Gets left out to drive with the rest of his team. What up, oh, Islanders? You remember that? <laughs> I was gonna say. I mean, honestly, every you could have said like everyone predicted to every playoff series from now on. Like yeah. even the one that I just we just talked about, like everyone predicted. Yeah, it's bullshit. It's all bullshit. Yeah. This this is just a bad dream. It is. <laughs> playoff series is bad. Dream. I hate it so much, but it's so fucking awesome at the same time. It's so great. It's so fucking great. I'm only this, mad because I'm not right. This is yeah. truly, you know, yeah, this is 100%. truly, this is, this playoffs is truly for like the true like fans that, of the game. Like, yeah. as much as I would love for like, you know, the big names, you know, and grow the game audience a little bit. I fucking love that this is like, you know, oh shit, this is why this is happening kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And that the Oilers are out of the playoffs. That's awesome. Yeah, that one too. <laughs> I was going to say, for every fan that's like, oh, the draft is rigged, the playoffs are rigged, the draft is rigged because the Blackhawks got third overall. Uh, tell me about how the playoffs are rigged right now because every fucking playoff winner has been like eliminated in the first round. There's no fucking divisional winners in the fucking next round. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, but Nothing the Bruins won. Fucking psychopaths. <laughs> the Bruins won. It's rigged. <laughs> Same with St. Louis. All right. So for this series, all four of us are taking the Islanders. Yeah. Even though they're yeah. at Barclay Center, and that's going to be a bit different. Real kick to the dick. Yeah. Also, you guys are bitches because you called like the Caps if it wasn't the Canes. Fuck you. I called Islanders all day. Oh yeah, that's fine. We'll give you. We'll give you that point. Thank you. No, it's a completely different series depending on who they're playing. <laughs> Sorry, I you get, think you that get, the Caps would you, take out the Islanders. You get an imaginate a, a pretend point for No, fuck you and your <laughs> fake points. If the if the Islanders who win who's by a series anyway? plus five goals, then I win. No. Okay. Well, let's, <laughs> let's head out west. Okay. <laughs> Out west, uh, as we said, right now we've got Dallas and St. Louis going on. Uh, currently, St. Louis is winning in this game by a score of three to one. Tarasenko just gave me shit my pants with the goal. Um, and ironically, um, the picks are three to one, St. Louis, with me, Potes, and Noli taking St. Louis, and Tanner taking the big D. Tanner, why you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> nice. <laughs> What's your thought on the Dallas pick? Huh? What's your thought on the Dallas pick? Oh, I can tell you what it is. The playoffs don't fucking matter. Oh. (laughs) I mean, the playoffs matter. They don't make sense. It's not the... You thought someone was going to win? No, you're wrong. Fuck you. I thought it was just your Ben Bishop high. Um, Yeah, also Ben Bishop. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for reminding me. I love Ben Bishop. Um I really, really wanted to pick Dallas in this one. I really think that they can actually do it watching them play in Nashville. I just think that the Blues are fucking rolling right now and nothing's going to stop them. Yeah. But I, I yeah, really like Ben Bishop is like, is letting in three goals this game and losing. So, yeah. It's only three. Yeah. And Bennington's only let up one. So, well, I just, I, I really want the Stars to win. This is you, the one. This is my. 
this is my one where I I want to be wrong. If you told yeah. me in January that the Blues were going to be in the second round and looking like probably one of the favorites to represent the West in the final, I w- there's no fucking way. There's no way you can even fucking like pick. I'm going to be so mad when it's a Blues Bruins final. And I'm going to turn off the NHL for fucking 17 years. <laughs> not going to watch the final if that's it. Not no, going to do it. No fucking Can't. way. Worst Can't. ratings in the world for the finals because I'll tell you what. We'll start covering beer league for turning uh, out the finals. I'm going to fucking play the NHL way harder. Fuck this. Only way that I watch that final is if the Bruins sweep it 4 to nothing, and Tory Krug scores the game-winning goal and overtime by flying through the air. No. <laughs> So not it's like so Bobby. Moving on. moving on. So we got Vegas versus Calgary, right? <laughs> Colorado. <laughs> Should be. Uh, but we have San Jose and the Avalanche. Uh, this one's interesting to me. This one's probably gonna be the the one that throws me most for a loop, just because San Jose on paper is a much, much better team than the Avalanche are. But yeah, so is Calgary. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Um, I really don't trust Marty Jones against that top Colorado line. I Nathan McKinnon is a man on a mission, and he can do no wrong. Coats, coats. Do you remember me talking about Mike Smith? Yeah. <laughs> Mike Smith, Marty Jones, they're the same person. Yeah, but Mike Smith actually played okay. well that whole series. Mike Smith played well. Yes, he did. But... <laughs> That's couldn't, couldn't hold fucking Colorado to less than 50 shots a game, which is yeah. absolutely fucking insane. If and, they're going to up 50 shots a game, there's no way that San Jose is going to come out of this alive. No, no, no fucking way. Nate Especially McKinnon, with their defense. Nate McKinnon is literally going to put his dick all over everyone's face in this playoffs. Right. I, I mean – Looking at San Jose's defense compared to Calgary's, like you said, the, the goaltending is pretty equal. You don't know what you're going to get with it. Yeah. But if you look at the defense, man, I mean, you got Brent Burns, you got Eric Carlson. Those are your two big guys. Getting Mark Edward Vlasic back was, was huge, and they won three straight once he came back. And Marty Jones started looking better because he actually had a stay-at-home defenseman in front of him. But, I mean, I just I don't see it, man. Carlson is still hurt a pretty decent amount. So, if I'm but he's still putting up points. <laughs> well, did you did you see that tweet that I sent you guys? Yeah, where it's like Eric Carlson. If he were to not play anymore, he needs to go to the hospital because everything is wrong with him. Yeah, like, as soon as he is wrong yeah. with him. <laughs> as soon as he's out of the playoffs, he's getting full like groin and reconstruction. Yeah. If I can, I'm going to line match my top line against Eric Carlson all day long, and oh, I'm yeah. going to make him a turnstile. 100%. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's definitely the go-to right there. I mean, it's – I feel bad for Carlson. Like, he's doing yeah. the best he can, but he's a UFA this year. Like, who's going to pay him knowing that he's got this much wrong with him? Hey, you know oh, what? No, if he wants to take a, you know, take a hit for, you know, not performing this year, come to Chicago, babe. Yeah. You literally cannot say that about Eric Carlson. about eric carlson because he led fucking ottawa to an eastern conference final on one fucking foot like it doesn't matter what he has wrong with him and he he hasn't been the same since though destroy himself for you 
like the fucking like what think about that he he destroyed himself for the fucking ottawa senators and now his fucking whole career i mean not that he's gotten worse but it's just he's not been the same player since that well the thing that sucks though is like as much as like that hit is awful that joe pavelski thing is something that drives a team to fucking win championships and that's something that like, fuck. I can see San Jose fucking not losing the game the entire rest of the playoffs because of that. And um, I mean, I don't know <laughs> when Vegas still comes out and ties the game up after all that. I don't know, but um, God, yeah. I, but I mean, most of those guys were on the team when they went to the final and lost. So I mean, they still have a chip on their shoulder to go out and actually do it. They want to do it for Jumbo. Obviously, Pavelski's hurt now, so they want to do it for him. I mean, yeah. they. They got a lot of guys they want to do it for, but I just, I don't see it. I don't think they're deep, as deep as everybody thinks. And I just, I'm well, surprised they made it past Vegas. Well, that's the other thing. Like, this is the year for them because they don't have cap space. And while yeah. we're talking about cap space, let's talk about drafts. Let's talk about the 2003 right. draft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's that? The Hawks have the third overall draft pick this year? Is that it? <laughs> so, um, Noli and Tanner both took Colorado. Oh, I, I unmuted myself. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> hey, Tanner, Noli respect and, the mute, bud. Yeah, Noli and Tanner both took Colorado. Pope and myself took San Jose. Oh, I actually did take San Jose? Yep. Shit. Yeah, idiot. <laughs> Damn it. All right. It's sad, um, sad to say that you trust we trust Philip Grubauer more than Marty Jones. Yeah, I All know, right? right? We're, they're so, the same person. They're both backup goalies. Yeah. Um, Jeremy, we have one riding pine. We do. You're riding the pine pony, pal. You're riding the pine pony, pal. There you go. So this one comes. Go on, papa, pal. Go on, papa, pal. This one comes from Noli's girlfriend, Angela. Recent Dang. graduate. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. For the second time. Third. Yeah. All right. So this, she actually sent a bunch, and I'm saving some because you know they're going to be good to spread out. So the one I'm picking today, what is your coolest, or what is the coolest or favorite autograph memorabilia each of you own? What? What is the coolest or your favorite autograph memorabilia that you own? Um, I actually just got one past weekend. Uh, actually, at the uh, uh, they uh, the Miller Show tournament, which I'll go into more detail of on Sunday when we record. Uh, really awesome time. Uh, but I won a Alfred uh, song pop, which is pretty cool. Brings a cat. Brings a cat. cat. I got one of those. Yeah, how does it look, Brian? It looks great. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Tanner. Tanner, what do you got? What's in the box? I have a Michael Jordan signed <laughs> basketball. Nobody is cares. Le- is that legit? Yeah. <laughs> it's worth like fifteen hundred dollars. <laughs> That's actually kind of cool. Like, not <laughs> right. Not what I was expecting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're just gonna yeah, toss it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it, homie. Seven hundred fifty dollars now. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um. What about you, Noli? Um. So I'm. I don't know if you could tell. We, 
like uh, memorabilia at my house. Um, oh, but yeah, my you had a couple two tree things, huh? Yeah, I mean, look at the background. Um, my favorite. Um, so I've got. I've got a picture of the 2010 Stanley Cup team. I've got almost everybody on it. And I've got, um, I'm four pucks away from having every 2013 champion on a Stanley Cup puck. Who are you uh, missing? Uh, Taves, Sharp, Hosa, and Jarmelson. Mm. So once those are complete, those are definitely going to be my, my two favorites. Um, but that, they're still working in progress. But yeah, those are gonna be my two favorite. The pad that your dad had has is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Yep, my dad right here. Um, <laughs> it's my dad. His uh, his old school goalie pad. He's got uh, that he used to play with. Um, almost every Hall of Famer that's every Hall of Fame goalie that's still alive on there. So yeah, that thing's pretty rad. That's, that's fucking bananas. Yeah, and on the other one, he's got Jim Craig. So yeah, yeah but is it worth fifteen hundred dollars? <laughs> uh, it might be worth more, so suck it, Michael Jordan. Um, yeah, so I got... Hey, Michael! <laughs> Michael! Brian said suck it! Hey, 24 is better than 23. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm looking at my wall here, and I got th- I got three. I'm just going to be real quick. Um, one is oh, my parents... No, fuck off. What? Uh- <laughs> Adam Burr signed a picture for me and spelled my name wrong. Spelled it with a K. Fucking asshole. Um, no, so. What? So I got a signed picture from Sam Makita that my parents got me for Christmas one year. And it's personalized to me. Um, I just love it because he's my favorite legend. Um, it's a bummer I never got to actually meet him. Uh, I hear nothing but great things with him. Um, the other one is one that I actually met was my Tony Monte. I got Tony Monte picture, signed it to Zach, even tossed in my nickname at the time, uh, to Zach Wild Thing, all the best. And then Tony Monte, he sat there and he talked with me for about 30, 45 minutes. This was when the hots were fucking brutal. We were at a Best Buy for an autograph signing and just sat there and for 45 minutes with me coolest guy yeah, i got him at a uh, car dealership yeah i, I thought it was jack <laughs> you're still on that <laughs> and then the last, one, the last one the last one i'll sign i'll sign a fucking winnie city betters podcast fucking hat for you guys and then when we become big the uh, last one i'm pulling off the wall and i'm gonna show so anybody who actually sees the video of this it's signed by um andrew and it, <laughs> <laughs> this was this yeah merry christmas this was his christmas gift to uh a bunch of the guys one year <laughs> i forgot i gave you that that's fucking great found it yeah. and i threw it up right next to the the eric daze fan fest sign thing oh, I, we got from it, it. love it that um, is yeah so well, that was that was an awesome one <clears throat> that is a good one um Awesome. Well, we're going to throw it over to the interview with uh, with Nick now from Beer League Talk. Um, we're going to kind of wrap it up uh, from there. And uh, thank you for joining along. This is episode 55 from uh, the Windy City Better podcast presented by Beer League Talk. All right. We are uh, 
We are back. We are with Nick Sweetheart from Beer League Talk. Nick, how you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man, it's our pleasure. It's our pleasure. We are uh, we are super excited to be getting to uh, to work really closely with you guys. Um, let's just kind of start from the top. You know, talk about Beer League Talk. What's uh, what's it all about? How did it all get started? How'd you get involved with it? All that stuff. Um, well, I guess first, I mean, it's the greatest hockey show in the world. I mean, I know I'm on your hockey show. You guys can be second best, but, uh, uh, yeah, really talk greatest hockey show in the world. It's just, a, it's really a show that kind of came together because we wanted to promote the, uh, the views and the lifestyle and the fun, uh, the atmosphere of the adult athletes, athletes in air quotes, uh, because I've seen some pretty <laughs> shitty adult athletes. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where you guys know what the best part about hockey is. It's the locker room and it's just, it's an extension of the locker room. So if you enjoy the camaraderie, the fun, the lifestyle of the locker room, uh, that's what beer league talks about. How did, uh, how did it all kind of come about? Who started it out? How did you guys start to think about this? Uh, well, you know what? Like I, I mean, I started, I've, I've been there since, since the beginning. Uh, really, I, like I play a lot of, I play a lot of hockey very badly, but I do play a lot of it. And uh, I, I met a guy that was a, a DJ for uh, a big radio station, uh, Seattle Morning Show. His name is Steve Miggs of the uh, BJ and Miggs Show. And, uh, you know, we were playing hockey together. He's like, hey, dude, like you have this kind of inside knowledge because you work full time in adult hockey and you have the personality and you have the voice and you should just start something and see what happens. And I really just thought my mom would be the only one that listened because I, <laughs> I live a whole country away from her. And it turns out that we've found a lot of like-minded individuals and it's, it's, it's growing and it's definitely taken on like what I, I never pictured it would be what it is now. I mean, just a couple months ago, the ducks uh, brought me down to take part in their big beer league tournament and gave me a whole live show to do uh, at their party. Um, the Bruins and uh, the uh, foundation up there brought me up last year to do a, do a huge charity event and so it just we just keep moving we keep uh adding more content keep getting more people that are excited about what we're doing just like you guys i mean you guys are hockey players so uh you know bringing you guys on is, is really huge to you know give us some more hockey content but what i'm hearing is you got like 1700 moms right now that are supporting you <laughs> yeah there <laughs> yeah yeah it might even be way more moms i guess but yeah there's a uh, there's a lot. There's a lot of people out there that just they love being involved, and I'm super stoked. You know, I, I work full time in, in the adult hockey. Like I mentioned, we do these tournaments where we travel around, and and it's been pretty rad to have people that listen to the show, and then so they come out to the tournaments and want to hang out with us. And it's always crazy when they're like, "Hey, Nick, do you remember when you did this in episode 15?" And I'm like, "Shit, no, I don't remember that." Uh, <laughs> That's me every episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like I I really like I literally just we released an episode today. We recorded it Monday, and I've been out of town with some work stuff and I finally got to edit it today and I sent it in and I, I don't remember what we talked about. <laughs> I, I just don't like, I just, whatever comes in my head, I, I say it and we have a good time and laugh and that's what it's really all about. So. so yeah. So, uh, yeah, you keep talking, uh, you mentioned how you, uh, you work full time in adult hockey. Um, that's the draft tournament that, uh, goes around across like Canada and the U S. Um, how did you get involved with that? Well, it's, I mean, it's more than just the draft tournament. That's just kind of one product that the company I work for uh, provides. But I, uh, we do adult leagues. We have 300 teams in five cities. We do the draft tournaments. We have beginner programs. We, have, we run a bar above a rink. 
Uh, And we do a couple other things that aren't hockey related. And so, I mean, how I got involved is I I started playing hockey when I was 30 in in Oklahoma because I married a Canadian and she made me. And uh, that's a good girl. (laughs) We just kind of I kept I, I caught the bug and I just wanted to play all the time. We only played on Sundays in the league there. I wanted to play more. So I started my own league. Then I started a tournament and I started traveling to tournaments and then uh, a tornado hit like two minutes from our house. And my wife said, I want to move home to Canada. And uh, I came up here and just, I, I met the guys that own the company and it, it just uh, like a glove, really. I mean, I just, from that day on, I, that's, that's all I've done. And it, it consumes me. My wife's like, Hey, you're doing too much hockey. I'm like, Hey, you started it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't bring me to the home of hockey and then tell me I'm doing too much hockey right now. Like, you did this to me. Yeah. I mean, but it, it is crazy. Like I get it. Like we, we just, we, we have a little guy, like he just turned two and uh, like right Congrats. before he was born, uh, I said, Hey, this is gonna be the last time we will be able to go crazy with hockey. So I'm going to do a charity thing for uh, heart and stroke uh, society of Canada. And I'm going to play hockey every day for 31 days and make a little vlog about it. And I did that. And she thought that would uh, kind of tucker me out. But then I, this year I said, I'm going to go to 19 tournaments for 2019. And, uh, she thought I was bullshitting, but I'm not. How many have you so far? Uh, I went to Vegas two weekends ago, and that was number eight. Jeez. Oh, Jesus wow. fucking Christ. <laughs> You're going to yeah, nail so 19. Schedule, huh, oh, yeah. I, got, I have 20 of them planned. If I don't add any more, I have 20 of them, but I have a couple ideas in my head about uh, doing a couple beer league talk tournaments in like Vancouver and stuff. And so, um, like, I, you know, our draft tournaments, like, we have 20 of those a year. So it's pretty easy for me to get uh, get to 19 of them. Still a feat. I mean, we. I'm even going to Japan in September to play hockey. So no shit. Oh my God. So any in Chicago or? Yeah, yeah. We did our first. Uh, we did our first Chicago draft last year. We did it in uh, August. Uh, it's mid August. We play right there at the Blackhawks practice facility. Um, uh, we get patted down for guns. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Chicago. There, which is you, weird. Get, you get thrown. Welcome aboard. Guns. Welcome aboard. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so I actually, actually, I was just at, uh, we were just in uh, Vegas, and I actually on my t- on my team in the draft tournament were two Chicago uh, police officers, which was pretty rad. There, there's some pretty badass dudes. Did uh, oh, did the Vegas tournament last a little longer than expected? Had to go and play the slots for a couple of days afterwards. You know the thing with the thing with Vegas is uh, like I, I don't do much gambling anymore because I like I'm so I'm so busy and like when you, when you go out there, you just lose all track of time. So I kind of had to say, Hey, you got to stay out of the casinos. Cause then you miss your hockey games. Mm-hmm. Um, you give your jerseys to strippers. It's just, <laughs> it's not a good look. So, yeah. So, um, yeah, so I got to ask about your, so you guys, so you got a two-year-old, do you, you got him on skates yet? Uh, no, I've got, <laughs> no, he's not on skates. <laughs> this summer is the thing, but like, uh, he got like a hockey net and two sticks for, uh, for Christmas and he took the hockey stick and he stood in that like he wanted to be a goalie. Oh no. Oh like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, so I just fired, I fired a puck off his dome. He, <laughs> all he did was he just pointed to where the puck hit his head, gave me a mean look, dropped his stick and walked away and he hasn't been in net since. So I think I, I think I fixed it. Well, uh, maybe oh, I, I can't talk bad about goalies this year. I, I told every goalie friend I know that 2019 will be the year of the goalie. So, uh, um, uh, yeah, but we actually had a list. We actually had a listener of beer league talk. His name is Frank, AKA Wonderwall. That's his nickname. 
<laughs> um, he when when I was telling him about my kid, he packed up a bunch of goalie gear and sent it to the office in Calgary. And so my kid actually has a full set of goalie gear uh, that he never sees it. Oh my god, that is unreal. So you're a big Calgary Flames guy. How did that come about? Uh, you know what? Uh, when I met my wife before she got me into hockey. She, we would come up here every Christmas, and I, my first ever game was uh, the Flames and the Oilers Battle of Alberta on New Year's Eve. It was rad. I was like, man, this sport is effing killer. And uh, the next day, I was just watching them practice because my wife had some stuff to do downtown. I ran into Jerome McGinla, and oh, I just – Not a big deal. I mean, he's a great dude. Anyone that meets him is going to fall in love with hockey, and that's what happened to me. That's what the best way to get somebody into hockey. Right there. What was that, Tanner? It's a subtle name drop right there. Yeah. Brandon <laughs> Jerome McGinley, like nonchalant. He my first like, NHL game, Jerome. Well, I will tell you, he made fun of my table when I was out at brunch. Not yeah. a big deal. <laughs> well, he made fun of my accent. Uh, this is crazy. He made fun of my accent. Told me I sounded like a hick pretty much. Uh, <laughs> I had a, a, more, a more Oklahoma accent back then. And uh, the next year I came back. I met him again, and he remembered. Hey, you're the kid from Oklahoma. So that, was pretty, <laughs> that was pretty rad. That is awesome. That's dope. I can't imagine Wait, he meets too many uh, Oklahoma hockey fans. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? O- Oklahoma hockey's growing, man. Like, we have our first ever born and bred NHL player. He was uh, he, he, he was with the Islanders for a while. Then he went over to Europe, and this year he was back uh, in the Nashville organization. He was up for a couple months, and uh, we've actually had two of our colleges have won national titles in uh, the last – five years uh, maybe five or seven years so you know it's it's on the come up but football's still king there yeah. which which is rad i like football too by the way yeah. university of oklahoma quarterback just went number one overall on the draft tonight so when we're talking about not a big deal not <laughs> a big deal <laughs> wait, wait wait was the nafl draft tonight yeah. honestly i've been watching playoff hockey so i have no yeah. idea yeah the first the first round it, was, it tonight. was tonight i was i was flipping through like on my phone because i just got back i actually just landed uh, from Vancouver, and I was on my way home. I was flipping through the draft and the hockey game. So, yeah, it was hard to pay attention for the first round this year with the Bears not having uh, a pick. So, well, I think you guys you guys did all right with Khalil Mack. So it's yeah, not that big it's, of a deal. it's well worth it. We were I, we were joking. I mean, deal. I was joking with well, my brother. Yeah. He uh, he's like, we should just walk up on the stage and just be like the Bears select Khalil Mack and then just walk away. <laughs> well, Bye. or maybe or maybe a new kicker. Yeah. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So talking about playoff misery, um, Calgary just got knocked Let's out. Let's talk about playoff misery so, so bad right now. You, you mentioned out. you were at the game. Um, how tough was it to uh, to witness the end up, up close like that? Well, let me be honest with you. Fucking sucked. <laughs> That's how it felt. It was shitty. It was heartbreaking. I, li- I told... I told everyone I knew that I hated hockey the next day. So, <laughs> uh, I, I feel but, but you know what? Sometimes things aren't meant to be. And the only thing that I wanted um, was for the Maple Leafs to not win the cup. If the Flames couldn't. And, hey, the hockey god said, you know what, Nick? Uh, we've given you enough strife this year. And uh, they made it happen. The Leafs are no longer in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And that's all right with me. All right. Well, thanks for being on our podcast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think like your one hope would be like Johnny Gaudreau to get a fucking point. 
just like he got one. He got a second assist in the first game, right? That's how Duncan Keith won his second Norris trophy. <laughs> was second assist all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know, the thing is, is it's it's crazy. Like, it's it's crazy in playoff hockey. I I find it weird that you have to build one team for the regular season, and they have to build a complete different mm-hmm. team for the playoffs. And I'm not saying that's right or wrong. It's just really weird. Mm-hmm. And the Flames, the Flames just they they didn't have that. Like, they didn't have the size to match up with with the McKinnon line, which was crazy. Like, the Flames were great all year, and McKinnon is just a beast. And he just he took it to him. And I mean, what can you do when when better players uh, play out of their minds? You know, it's going to be a tough time, and that's what the Flames happen. It's still depressing. It sucks having the best team in the Western Conference, and they can win one fucking playoff game. One, one single. F- oh, okay, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> At least they're not Tampa Bay. But yeah, I did, I did predict that like Matthew Kachuk is like the playoff type player. Like I wanted him to be like the guy that like destroys fucking everything, pisses off every team, gets penalties, and fucking just destroys people. And then everyone's mad at him as he puts up like one goal and two assists in like fucking eight penalty minutes, like every fucking series, and just gets so mad. And then, nope. Yeah, <laughs> but you know it's it's hard. He's a twenty one year old kid. I mean, yeah. Like I, I say this like the way I put it in perspective is my college football team is really good. The university of Oklahoma and they don't win the national title every year. People get pissed off at them. They call them names, tell them they suck. And then it's like, these kids are 18 to 22 years old. Like think of what you did when you were 18 to 22. Sure as hell wasn't anything as good as playing in the NHL or in front of a hundred thousand people on a football field. So uh, yeah, you know, I love, I love Kachuk. I love what he brings to the team, but you know who, who surprised me was Sam Bennett. You guys might not know him out in Calgary, but he's the Flames oh, highest 19 ever year old Sam Bennett. <laughs> well, that, yeah, he was 19 at one point. Uh, <laughs> almost, like, almost like Eddie Lack's dad, whenever the Canucks were in the playoffs that one year. But uh, yeah, you know, that guy, like he's a beast, man. Like he was just out there just throwing bodies he was it, it it was it was crazy and i love him and i bring him up because i got a chance to interview him and he's he's a he's a really rad dude and uh he just he was he was a beast he's what the flames need he's what teams need in the playoffs and the flames just didn't have enough of him and that's pretty much what it came down to but now here we are in the playoffs it's the year of the underdog so i want the underdog to win every single series from here on out I was on it with you. I just want St. Louis to fucking lose so bad. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like, like who are you got? Like, what's your like fantasy matchup now with the teams left? Um, as long as it's not the Blues, the Bruins, um, then I don't so care. We're saying, we're saying Jackets and Stars or Carolina yeah. and Stars. It's no, it's Jackets the, and Stars. The of the natural disasters, the Avalanche <laughs> and the Hurricanes. <laughs> That's what I want. <laughs> well, the abs can go fuck themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying, I was saying, let Jumbo Joe finally get his cup, you know. Yeah. And I want him if he's going to do it. I want him to beat Boston for it. Hold on, wait. Do you, do you think? Do you think they earned it? Do you think they no. earned? Oh the God, way no. The- oh God, no. But yeah. But you know, every year you got one. You got one player that you know needs that charity case kind of situation. And, That's why know, the Hawks pick him up. Yeah. Well, does does Joe Pavelski get a charity case at this point? Because 
Yeah. Yeah. Got to the here at this point. You know, I, it's, I always wanted Aginla to win a cup, and it never happened. So I, I don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal if Jumbo Joe, unless he's going to score four goals and whip out his donger. <laughs> if he wins the game, if he gets the game winner in OT and it's his fourth goal of the game, I guarantee you it comes out. <laughs> oh, it's just like fucking when the Caps won it last year and that, t- that girl pulled her tits out along the glass. Jumbo Joe's going to go around the fucking ring. <laughs> Just with the hose hanging out. out. Fucking dick out in the other. Just fucking stroking it. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to be up front with you guys. If I can score four goals in a beer league game, I'd probably pull my dick out too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, Nick, we couldn't thank you uh, anymore for for coming on and giving us the opportunity to join with with beer league. Uh, Last question we ask all of our guests. Uh, what is your favorite all-time hockey memory, whether it's playing on the ice or watching? could be some place that you played in one of your tournaments. What's your favorite hockey memory? Oh, man, the guy has so many hockey memories. It's so hard to, to narrow it down to, uh, to one. Uh, so I'm going to do two. <laughs> uh, the, the first one, obviously my first goal, like I remember it like it was yesterday, uh, Sean Netterville from back in Oklahoma just set up in the corner. Feed it out front, and I'm going to tell you it was a bar down ski, but it wasn't. It, like, no, it was. My, it was. Like, bounced off, <laughs> yeah, bounced off my skate, went in. <laughs> it was, it was yeah, off the skate and bar down. Yeah, yeah whatever. It, it's, uh, the, the thing is, is, it was crazy because I was having really bad back problems at this time, and I just had some steroid injections, and the doctor was like, you, you got you to you sit out for a week, you know, let it do its thing. I'm like, doc, like in two days we're playing the Sabres. They're the only team that's on our level in this league. I think I can score my first goal. My only chance. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm just telling you that you shouldn't. But I did, and I scored a goal. So fuck Hey, that's that. every great hockey story right there. Yeah. And uh, and then the second one is uh, my first ever, like the draft tournaments that we play, uh, every team makes a championship game. So A, B, C, D final, depending on how many teams. Uh, and so I was my first A final, the number one final. It was in Vancouver at the most beautiful rink you'll ever see. And I'd probably played, I don't know, I'd played 10 or 12 tournaments at this point. There was one point where my teams lost all five games, five tournaments in a row. So I was 0-25. Oh. And, 25. and uh, we won this A final, and, like, everyone from the tournament, like, made this, like, <laughs> they lined up on both sides outside of the door. And when I came off the ice, they just gave me the beer shower as I was walking through. <laughs> yeah, the best, like, it's it's on YouTube. There's a video of it. It's called the championship beer shower, beer league talk. Go check it out. It was, that's literally because I, you know, I love getting drunk and I love playing <laughs> hockey and I love winning. So it was like all, all my favorite things. Yeah. That's, that's yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to like, it's kind of like within the realm, like of my favorite, like hockey moment is, you know, it's Blackhawks 2009 playing the oh, Calgary man. Flames and <laughs> the Blackhawks go down five to nothing and <laughs> they just, you know, come back and win and it's Brent Seabrook in overtime that ends it. And then they go on to win the Stanley Cup the, that season. And that's my favorite. Tanner, you're <laughs> such an <laughs> asshole, man. All time. If, if you want to live in the past, history. if you want to live in the past, uh, you can do that. Uh, but now you're a team that's now you're a team that's post apex. You're riding the downhill slide, and uh, yeah, it's going to be a long time for you boys. But you know, keep those ten million dollar contracts <laughs> yeah. in the playoffs, and third <laughs> overall pick. 
Very nice to meet you. It was very nice to talk to you yeah. for the last yeah. time ever. So uh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, boys. Well, yeah, thank, thank you, you guys very much. And uh, all your listeners, uh, you know, uh, we're, we're jacked to have you guys as part of the uh, Beer League Talk Network. And hopefully we'll do some great things. And uh, hopefully the Hawks and the Maple Leafs will continue to not win hockey games <laughs> in the upcoming years. And uh, <laughs> we'll chat with you soon. Okay, yeah, Nick. Hey, sure. hey, Nick. For before sure. you go, uh, what days can they uh, they catch your guys' show? Oh, geez, uh, we record we record uh, live on Facebook every Monday. So if you want to catch our live show and see it on video, you can check us out then. Uh, but our podcasts are usually released uh, Wednesday afternoon. Uh, this week was a little later just because I, I was away for work. But uh, usually Wednesday afternoon is when our releases are. But uh, yeah, we'd love for you guys to check us out, be involved, send us some tweets, oh, yeah. buy some merch, and uh, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much, Nick, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. See you guys later. Very nice to meet you, Nick. And thank you very much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Hey, no problem, boys. We'll chat soon. Follow the boys on Twitter at WCB Podcast, on Instagram at WCB Podcast, and like them on Facebook, the Windy City Benders Podcast.